The CBD industry was just starting to gain momentum in mass retail when the coronavirus hit the United States. The pandemic impacted the CBD supply chains and posed a challenge to startup brands that depended heavily on outside investments. At the same time, heavy CBD users stockpiled products in order to provide themselves with a means of self-care and to deal with the anxiety they knew would be coming with the quarantine. In this episode, I speak with Bethany Gomez, Managing Director of Brightfield Group, which provides market intelligence and consumer insights for the CBD and cannabis industries. We discuss how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the category, as well as the way consumers are shopping it. She also provides recommendations for how CBD brands can best stay engaged with these consumers to stay top of mind with them once the pandemic is over. Enjoy. Joe here with ECRM, and I have with me today Bethany Gomez, the Managing Director of Brightfield Group, which specializes in market intelligence and consumer insights around the CBD and cannabis industries. Bethany, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So before we get started, can you give an overview of Brightfield Group and what you guys do? Sure. So as you mentioned, we are a market research and consumer insights firm focused specifically on CBD and cannabis. So um, this is what we do. Um, we've been on the market since about 2015. And we found pretty early on that um, in a market that is this fragmented, this nuanced and um, this fast moving, a single methodology is never going to solve all of your problems. So a single source of data. So at Brightfield, we pull in data from as many different resources as possible, um, from our own consumer surveys, from social listening, from, you you know, interviews directly with brands and retailers and manufacturers, um, you know, as well as, you know, a wide variety of additional, um, both digital and primary research sources. So we decided to put that research methodology to work and, uh, you know, figure out what's happening in the, the COVID, um, in reaction to the COVID crisis and how that's impacting the industry. Excellent. Well, there's so much going on. I mean, uh, at our sessions themselves, there was so <laughs> much momentum happening with CBD. And then all of a sudden, this. So yep. can you walk us through mm -hmm. from once it started, once the pandemic started through the self-isolation and all that to where we are now as far as, you know, the impact to the category and the consumer reaction? Sure. Well, you know, when the before COVID really started to hit, you know, most brands strategy involved getting on the shelves as as many brick and mortar retailers as possible, right? And, you know, initially, you know, the biggest impact to the market was, you know, supply chain disruptions in terms of hardware or machinery pieces coming over from China or packaging, you know, not being able to get packaging coming over from China. Um, and then from big trade shows being canceled, um, you know, that were really important for brands to be able to market to those key retailers. Those were the biggest concerns at the early at early March, and you know, as we started to very quickly progress into, um, you know, into quarantine, into self isolation, um, you know, we saw um, very spiky and very disruptive behavior. Um, you know, initially very large spikes both through brick and mortar and through e-com, um, but then you know, a consistent shift um, from brand presence from uh, from brick and mortar into e-com presence. Um, you know, there's a lot of shifts that that brands have to take themselves. But essentially, their whole 2020 marketing and sales strategies have gone out the window at this juncture. And so brands are essentially at, at square one right now trying to scramble and identify what the best way path forward is in our new normal. Yep. And, and there's got to be a lot of challenges, especially for those newer brands 
that maybe were dependent on funding and, you know, mm -hmm. that maybe just trying to get into mass retail and, you know, where are they right now? Absolutely. It's, it's definitely a very challenging time for, um, for small and upstart companies. You know, in particular, um, just about everybody in the industry was raising um, when this crisis hit. So um, this is not a great environment to be raising capital in, unfortunately. Um, there still are some investors that are, um, you know, that are uh, making those investments, but, you know, it, that capital is certainly drying up. And, you know, essentially, there's a lot of those little guys that are going to fall out of the market. So it was already a very overcrowded um, competitive landscape. And and this is going to very, very quickly um, slim down that playing field. Um, let's just put it that way. What about the difference between um, CBD selling at mass retail uh, and CBD selling at dispensaries? Because I've seen, uh, uh, last week I believe it was, I spoke with CBD Emporium. And they're mm -hmm. still open for business. You know, they're an uh, essential service in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, obviously sales are going on there, but with mass retail, some of them have CBD, some of them were looking to get it in, mm -hmm. you know, and so what, what's happening between, you know, what's the difference between both channels and, and what's happening? Sure. So each different brick and mortar channel is impacted a little bit differently. Um, you know, when it comes to the crisis right now, um, you know, dispensaries and medical marijuana dispensaries in most states are considered to be essential services. So they're staying open. Um, but most of them are um, impacted by a lot of the same challenges that retail is facing in general in terms of shift to click and collect, um, you know, shift to curbside pickup and, you know, things of that nature. Um, so sales are, uh, while they can still continue through many of those channels, um, you know, they're definitely down. Um, you know, most of, most of those areas, right? Um, so some CBD specific retailers are able to stay open, um, others are not. Um, you know, we're seeing kind of most of the, the top brands see their, um, you know, their wholesale um, orders decline by anywhere from, you know, 20 to 30% um, in that kind of first month after quarantine, we'd expect more of that to shift. Um, and as we think about, um, you know, a lot of the strategies around both mass retail and um, independent retail, a lot of that was regarding, um, you know, in-store activations were really important for being able to, you know, get your product moving. Um, you really rely on those store clerk recommendations or those bud tender recommendations or, you know, whoever that store clerk is, whether it's a pharmacist, um, you know, in the independent pharmacies or wherever that is, but in an environment where people are literally avoiding human contact as though their lives depend on it, mm -hmm. you can no longer rely on those, uh, you know, that word of mouth to help promote your products. And so, you know, that's really changes the, you know, the buying behaviors and that, you know, that decision tree for consumers, you know, as they're looking to, to purchase products. It's interesting you mentioned that because I literally just had a column posted in MMR magazine mm -hmm. about the importance of education mm -hmm. uh, for the sale of CBD products, especially in mass retail. And, and the whole mm -hmm. premise of it was mass retailers can learn a ton from watching how the dispensaries sell. And it was mm -hmm. based on my uh, visit to Planet 13 in Vegas. <laughs> and I went there, and one, there's no lines, right? You're assigned yeah. the, the bud tender, you go there. And he let me ask him anything. I had 10 minutes, mm -hmm. I threw all these questions mm -hmm. at him for CBD. He was more than happy, you know, happy to ask. The challenge with mass retail is it's they're looking for turns. So you need mm -hmm. to be able to put those resources behind that consultative sale, but now you're not going to get that at all. 
Right. Absolutely. And, you know, that's historically been a challenge, you know, in, in CBD, the equivalent of that is, you know, the CBD specialty retailers and, you know, a lot of the independent pharmacies and a lot of the independent channels, um, you know, had moved a significant amount of volume per store, um, you know, because they are able to provide a lot more of that education and that recommendation. But a lot of that is, you know, is dependent on the brands being proactive about educating those store clerks about doing that type of in-store activations. It becomes more challenging when you're in mass retail and the the point of contact you know might be a, a minimum wage um, you know store clerk right um, that doesn't isn't necessarily educated about CBD unless the brands have been proactive about educating them uh, regardless right now that that barrier is breaking down right so you know essentially brands can no longer rely on anyone else to you know do their to make that recommendation for them to do their marketing for them they have to do it themselves um, yep. and you know that whole strategy you know a lot of folks strategy this year was to get into as many brick and mortars as possible um, you really focus on getting just getting on shelf and try to educate store clerks you know in the process and you know what COVID is really forcing is that you need to build that relationship directly with consumers and if you as a brand build that relationship directly with consumers that will not only benefit um, you know benefit you know the retailers that you're on the shelves for because then you have that loyal consumer driving into your store um, to find the product there um, but it'll also benefit you know those um, you know the brands through their Com presence as well. Gotcha. So on the consumer side, what have you been seeing? I mean, was there a stockpiling with CBD mm -hmm. the same way with toilet paper and all that? There was. There was a stockpiling with CBD. Um, you know, we saw um, about 38% of CBD consumers um, said that they were, um, you know, were or were planning to or had already started stockpiling, um, sorry, 48% um, had already um, uh, stockpiled CBD or were planning to do so. Um, a lot of others were really looking to um, shift their behavior to online um, and, you know, be able to switch to those click and collect. Um, you know, most major brands saw um, big spikes in, you know, e-com sales um, as a a lot of retailers around the country have been kind of scrambling to shift their focus, um, you know, to online. Um, there's been a great deal um, early on of that stockpiling. Um, now, a lot of that is coming. So the question then comes to bear is that, okay, did people just buy once and then, you know, so that they didn't run out of it um, and, you know, now they're going to decrease consumption or things of that nature, or is that consumption going to stay high? Um, and what we're finding is that, you know, particularly amongst heavy users, um, you know, people who are using as a daily basis, people who really rely on these products for their anxiety, for their depression, for their chronic pain, um, you know, for conditions of that nature, they are, um, they're continuing their CBD consumption and actually planning to increase their CBD consumption, you know, during these times. Um, for people who are um, more occasional users, and it's much more of a novelty product, um, you know, that are using, you know, maybe once a month or once or twice a month or, you know, things like that, um, you know, that is really decreasing you know, they're planning to decrease their consumption. If they do not consider it to be essential for themselves, their consumption's decreasing. So, um, you know, that it's those heavy users, it's those existing users that are going to drive the great, um, you know, the greatest amount of volume here, uh, you know, over through the crisis and, you know, and beyond. And those are really the, the folks that, um, that brands really need to, and retailers really need to, to build those uh, relationships with and target. So now that communication is such a key fact. I mean, it always has been important, but mm -hmm. now that's really the only thing standing between you and that sale. Yeah. 
is digital communications. Exactly. You will never get your consumers any more captive than they are right now. Right? Yep. And they have the time. The thing is they have the time now. So they can dig into mm -hmm. a little more information. Yep. Some of them are bored and they're looking for just something mm -hmm. to do. And uh, so it's a great time. Uh, plus, I think it's important to be uh, uh, relevant in the context of what's going on. Like mm -hmm. we talked about before, um, anxiety is such a big mm -hmm. reason for consumers to, you know, uh, citing, you know, when they, when they shop uh, CBD and uh, anything that's related to what's going on now with coronavirus is definitely related to anxiety. Anxiety-inducing times, to say the least. Uh, but also, you know, there's there's an increased focus on self-care right now, mm. right? There's definitely an increased focus, um, you know, on mental health in general um, and protecting people's mental health through this. Obviously, it's not natural for the entire population to spend six weeks indoors straight. Um, so there's definitely an increased focus on, um, on mental health and on self-care. And as, you know, as people can't go out, as people can't, you know, go out with friends, they can't do, you know, other things, this component of self-care and like treating yourself is certainly something that is really spiking. So, you know, we've seen a, a great spike in conversations around CBD for those purposes. Um, you know, big, uh, great opportunities for all the CBD bath bombs and, you know, those types of products right now where uh, people need to relax, take a load off, um, be able to, um, you know, and uh, enjoy themselves a bit during quarantine, right? And, um, you know, as well as some of the, the more significant conditions, you know, in terms of relieving that, that serious anxiety and, you know, depression and certainly insomnia, all of which, you know, some of the top, top concerns for CBD um, or why people, top reasons why people use CBD and those are certainly not dissipating during, um, during quarantine related to a global pandemic. So. Yeah, we're seeing the same thing on the health and beauty care side you know mm -hmm. maybe people aren't buying color cosmetics mm -hmm. but they're getting bath bombs they're getting face masks they're getting yeah home mm -hmm. spa type treatments mm -hmm. anything that's going to relax them but also kind of make them feel a little bit normal uh yeah. in, in in these times plus again they have the time so they're gonna you know they may want to experiment with different things mm -hmm. <clears throat> what are you seeing as far as the types of CBD, you know, whether it's uh, uh, gummies or flowers or, you know, uh, tinctures, you know, topicals, what types, you know, and dosage, dosages mm -hmm. are they getting now and has that changed? Yeah, it's a really great question. Um, and it really has in that, um, that really comes to play a little bit more, um, you know, again, about those heavy users as the ones that are really driving consumption. Mm -hmm. So we think higher dosage tinctures, people want to stock up, they want to get, you know, get the product to get the quantity that they need mm -hmm. um, to make sure that they have, you know, enough to get them through this. Um, you know, those tinctures, those capsules, those, um, you know, a lot of those products that people use more habitually, mm -hmm. um, you know, as part of their daily routine, um, are really flourishing. Um, categories like drinks and foods, um, on the other hand, are not necessarily doing quite as well, right? Um, you know, that are gummies, I would give um, as an exception, because a lot of people um, treat gummies as the same way they do a daily vitamin, right? It's, you know, it's part of their routine. It's definitely something that heavy users consume. Um, but, you know, a lot of the, you know, the more kind of novelty products um, are starting to gain a lot less um, attention, right? So, what about uh, the flower, you know, the smoking and vaping CBD? Has that been impacted by 
you know, the whole uh, uh, lung thing with coronavirus? You know, it surprisingly hasn't as much as we thought it would. Um, so, you know, we saw about a 4% decline in people who were planning to use inhalables, but only 4%, um, mm-hmm. which when you consider that there's a global respiratory <laughs> pandemic going on, you would yeah. think it might be a little bit higher, but um, people are pretty confident in their existing habits and they don't want to change their existing habits. So um, it's not necessarily the time to try to attack new vape consumers or a new flower consumers, but um, your existing ones um, are, are not necessarily ready to jump ship yet. Well, speaking of new customers, are there any people trying CBD for the first time during this time? Um, there are some. You know, I, I will always say that there there will be some new people that are, are trying it. Um, CBD is not um, necessarily as, um, the buzz around CBD is not as high as it was a year ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of um, the conversations around Corona are helping to, um, you know, lead to that decline, you know, as well. It's not necessarily first and foremost in everyone's mind. Um, so it's not, you don't see the same adoption uptick rates that we saw, um, you know, six to eight months ago. Um, you know, it's, Whereas a year ago, everyone's strategy was to go after the next wave of consumers, um, you know, people who would, might be open to CBD but haven't necessarily tried it yet. Um, you know, as we come out of this, or you know, and already are in a um, you know uncertain economic times, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely a, a barrier to entry for a lot of people that haven't yet tried the products. So there's definitely some opportunity, especially you know during quarantine, to you know to try to market to those um, you know people who are suffering from anxiety or depression or, you know, or stress um, or searching that, you know, that self-care um, <laughs> Friday night bubble bath, right? But um, there's, you know, the, the bulk of what's going to be moving the market over the, the near term is going to be those, those existing users of which there are millions. Yeah, I think that um, economy is mm-hmm. part of it too. You have, I think a lot more people are looking at their finances mm-hmm. a lot closer, more closely. Mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to cut out. So like you said, if they're not a heavy user, they're going to say, well, do I really need this $50 jar mm-hmm. uh, yep. or can I put it off? You guys monitor social media conversations around mm-hmm. CBD. Mm-hmm. What are people saying about it, specifically while they're stuck at home? What are the kinds of conversations that are going on? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the conversations are, um, you know, around that self-care and around kind of reducing anxiety, um, you know, reducing those chronic pain. Um, The type of conversations um, aren't shifting that much. We're definitely seeing a a significant trend towards um, self-care. That was already one of the the top, um, the key topics that people were speaking about, but that's definitely, um, you know, has has accelerated um, during quarantine. Um, There's been a lot of um, talk about, um, you know, CBD is potentially boosting immunity or it's anti-inflammatory powers. Um, there's, you know, certainly some nefarious conversations on, um, you know, on social media about, you know, trying to position CBD as being able to cure Corona and things like that, which is obviously quite opportunistic and, um, you know, a, a, a real kind of black eye for the industry. Um, but, you know, certainly a, a lot of folks that are looking for, um, you know, stress relief, anxiety relief and um you know that self-care treat yourself components i think wasn't there a few brands that got warning letters from the fda because they were making those claims 
There's been a lot of, that's really the only thing you have to worry about from the FDA right now, yeah. right? The <laughs> FDA has a lot of competing priorities at mm -hmm. the moment, but they've been pretty specific from the beginning. Don't make health claims. Don't make health claims. Don't make health claims. Don't make health claims. And, you know, certainly don't make health claims that your products cure a global pandemic, yeah. right? And <laughs> when you have absolutely no, you know, research to, to back that up. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's, that's really a, a component that brands need to be watch out for. Um, but if you stay in your lane, otherwise, I think the FDA has a lot bigger fish to fry. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I think that one opportunity, though, is to jump into those conversations. Again, mm -hmm. not making any claims, but just participating yeah. in it, mm -hmm. finding out more about it, and engaging with these consumers as a brand. And then mm -hmm. just in that participation, you'll start to build that trust among them. And mm -hmm. I think that would help long term. Absolutely. It's absolutely the right time for brands to try to build that relationship directly with consumers, right? Most consumers, there are millions of, you know, consumers that already purchase CBD products that are not brand loyal um, yet. It's not a very, a competitive playing field that is already sewn up, right? Um, there's so much, um, so many consumers' hearts left to win over and, um, you know, brands need to um, to communicate directly to those consumers. Um, that's, it's always been the challenge in this space to educate without overstepping on claims. Um, most brands are getting quite good at the uh, linguistic gymnastics that is necessary <laughs> to operate in this space, but uh, that is certainly important to maintain. But, you know, a, a very active digital and social uh, presence is, you know, is very important, as well, you know, be considering, you know, discounting and, you know, the types of um, components that will help value-friendly shoppers, um, you know, make the decision to, to give to drive trial. So great. Well, those are two recommendations that you've given already. So active <laughs> engagement uh, with the mm -hmm. audience. All right. Maybe, you know, uh, some discounts to uh, deliver value. Mm -hmm. What other recommendations would you have for brands and retailers selling CBD products during this time, both to stay engaged, but also to prep for when mm -hmm. we get out of this? Absolutely. So, you know, your marketers are your most important people in the room right now, right? Um, you know, this is their time to shine, right? And the, that marketing is really going to be what makes the difference between a brand success or failure, you know, in this space. So, you know, take that time and build that authentic connection directly with consumers. They're bored. They need to be, you know, engaged. They need to be entertained. They need to feel like your brand has a voice. Uh, they need to, uh, you know, have that, um, build that direct connection, you know, with you. And, um, you know, so that's really something that that is going to help. Um, and that's going to help, you know, both with, uh, you know, retailers and building that trust that you can help kind of curate products and be able to help drive, um, um, you know, drive that trust of consumers, um, you know, as well as, you know, brands should be marketing to the point where they build their own brand identity um, that will help support retail that they're uh, that they're moving through once those doors start coming back open right um, so use those marketing efforts to be able to help drive sales through you know through their retail channels um, because if they can drive traffic and they can drive um, you know opportunities for those retailers now um, 
they're going to be the favorite sons once the uh, the the world goes back to <laughs> to comes out of quarantine. When, that whenever way. that happens. Whenever so. that is. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you what do you think is going to happen once this is over? What what do you think the landscape is going to be like? Honestly, I think that about half of the landscape is going to fall out. Um, so at the end of 2019, we were tracking more than 3,500 CBD brands, you know, operating in the space. Um, you know, we're expecting about half of those um, to not make it through, right? Um, you know, between the the um, the inability to access capital, um, you know, the inability to make it to shelves of brick and mortar, um, the inability to court new retailers, um, a lot of them lost a lot of money from these, um, you know, being tied up in these trade shows. Um, that never they were never able to see an ROI from you know so they're coming out to a very um, people will be emerging to a lighter competitive playing field um, which will benefit the winner significantly um, you know those that can weather the storm those that can come out will be facing that lighter you know competitive playing field um, so they'll need to adjust their strategies you know what their marketing strategies their sales strategies their you know their product portfolio and their um, you know their um, pricing strategies to be able to you know really optimize for um, the new the new normal that we're going to be coming out into because consumers purchasing decisions are going to be um, you know a bit different than they were before yep well hopefully um it won't the damage won't be too bad mm -hmm. and uh you know we have a couple of virtual cbd related mm -hmm. programs coming up so at least we'll mm -hmm. go start to see a little bit mm -hmm. of what's happening and and uh hopefully that'll help some of these guys continue their momentum even though they can't Absolutely. meet with people in person although i am looking forward to eventually getting together in person again <laughs> uh, <Yes>. maybe <laughs> by our november cbd uh -huh. sessions we'll be able to do it again so well, but, that uh, would be great at the There's, way the rate it's going who knows <laughs> who knows we sure hope so <laughs> we yeah. sure hope so but, yeah. but uh, yeah. thank you so much for all your insights and uh yeah we'll definitely do this again uh especially uh as we get down the line and we have these other sessions coming up perfect great well thanks so much stay safe you too bye-bye